This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. After an evening of high drama in the World Cup, it's it's League One action for Ipswich Town. That's 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 the real quiz. This is a Blue Monday podcast. Desire. Hello and welcome to the Blue Monday podcast discussing Ipswich Town up or down since 2015. I'm Rich Woodard and this is the pre-match show. Brought to you in partnership with our friends at the Ground Pub in Ipswich. We're available live this week on YouTube, Facebook and Twitter. So we want to hear from you. And we're also available on podcast audio. And joining me in, in absence of a disloyal, dis- sacked Seb Brown for disloyalty and joining in at humour that excludes his employer. Joe Fares, Joe, how are you doing? Your immediate reaction to some, some drama in the World Cup. What a night! What a night of football it was. Twenty yeah. minutes ago, when we were looking at it in Spain and Germany, it looked like they were going oh. out with Japan and Costa Rica going through. After Costa Rica had been absolutely humped seven nil in that <laughs> first game and looked like the worst team you've ever seen in the World Cup, and then they looked at well. At one point, they were going through, but yeah, it was so a crazy win. An incredible wasn't it? night's football, wasn't it? And and Germany and for, in the great yeah, gone. For once, I managed to catch it right. Normally, I spend these games where there's two games of flicking between channels missing every goal but i managed to catch nearly all of them with my flicking tonight so you didn't have two screens multi-screen multi-tell no 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 I, I kind of feel like they need like a red zone kind of situation there don't they to to go between them but anyway um everyone's joining us straight after the world cup so as we said we're live we want to hear from you guys we will be talking about Ipswich Fleetwood, but if you've got any world cup reactions to germany going out in the group stage two world cups in a row now I think I'm right in saying that. Joe confirmed it with me. So, um, so yeah, if you've got any thoughts on that. But um, Nick, um, talking about ITFC under lights, got to love it. Yeah. Evening to Romeo. What a night of World Cup football. Evening to Matt. Um, evening to David. Two Davids in a row. Evening to you. Um, evening to Tom. Um, yeah, Chris. Um, evening to your group. He was rather entertaining. Yeah, it really was. The Telegram, Telegram group, the World Cup group was lit. It was, was it, it was, it was, <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, Friday game that counts, says Nick. Um, the ball was over the line. There was, yeah, that Japan, the goal that Are we talking was, about yeah. France v. Ireland when Thierry on rehab balled it, David. Oh, or? no, come on now. We don't, oh, let's not, let's not rate that out, shall we? Um, yeah, um, I, 
Jim, is there someone can translate for me? I trust that this isn't offensive. I'll take it right down just in case. You might that's gone over my head. But um yeah, interesting night. So if you want to give us your reaction to that, keep it coming. We'll put the chat up as we go. We we are we are segueing maybe from Ben's live stream. But um if you're joining us from the Blue Monday World Cup telegram group as well, uh, yeah, David's been very magnanimous there. <laughs> Thanks, Jay. Yeah. Um then um, yeah, we want to but hear they, from they never, you. Like, on, on that one though, they they never showed a they showed one angle where it looked really out, but as we all know, these ones over the line, they can be they can be green between the ball and the line, can't they? And it not be out because it overhangs. But mm. it doesn't seem to have been a straight Maybe. angle of it. Does it? The only straight angle was that one from really far away with the Japan player in the way that you just couldn't see. So looks like they were, it looked like there was daylight, and that used to be the old offside rule for a while, didn't it? That they needed to be daylight. Yeah, but like it just seemed. I, I, I was amazed. Imperfect. I was amazed it got overturned because. I could see that there maybe wasn't enough evidence to overturn it one way, but I couldn't see that there was enough evidence to overturn it, if that makes sense. Well, we love, well, we love, there's something to talk about in it. VAR's not removed the talking points, has it? It's just replaced them with entirely different ones. Um, even it's a horse hollerer and um, best pair of routine second halves I've ever seen. Yeah, it puts England's drama after the USA game and then the Wales game into kind of perspective because I think we all as a nation up in arms a little bit, weren't we after the USA game and very, very standard, very routine win against Wales to put us into the next round. So, Hey, ho, let's talk about Ipswich town. Um, shall we? That's why we're here. Um, well, uh, we, we did a kind of a trio of FA cup stories on the flagship show, Joe. So we could bring everyone right up to date. Let's start with probably what was on our spectrum of exciting to crap. FA Cup draws. We're probably more on the crapper side, aren't we, with with Rotherham? Give us your take on that one. Yeah, well, it was one of those ones where I actually watched the draw. I don't always. And then it got to that stage where there were six teams left, wasn't there? And it was Manchester United, United Everton, Newcastle. Reading, Rotherham, Ipswich and Watford were the last six. And it's like you've gone, you've got Man United and Everton at the top ones. Oh, if we get those, there'd be good ties. And then sort of Rotherham in the middle and then Reading and Watford below those. And and then the first tie out of those drawn was um, Everton. And I thought, oh, if we can get to Goodison Park, that'd be good. I'm That's supposed to be in Liverpool in. that weekend. And then Man United came to, oh, no. So not only have we now lost the good tie, we've now lost both the good ties and we're going to be getting something pretty drab. But <laughs> it's a home tie. It'll be a good test. Yep. It's a winnable It's a winnable game, isn't it? I don't think, I don't think they'll be looking forward to coming here. I, I don't know. They're about, what, 16th, 17th in the league. So not quite clear of that relegation battle. So you imagine there's going to be... Um, some rotation in their squad if if they're a few if they win a few games well there's not really many games between now and then is there for the championship but if they can if they can pick up a few points between now and then and get more into mid table they might send a stronger team out to try and get a cup run but as it is it's going to be going to be one of those games where it's just a good test to see how far we've come because Rotherham are a side that have caused we well we haven't laid a glove on Rotherham in in well is it four games Ages, we've had in, yeah. against them in League One? They beat us in the Championship, but we beat them. But in, in League One, it was sort of 2-0, 2-0, 2-0, 1-0, wasn't it? And they were all they were all really comfortable wins for Rotherham. Uh, it'd be interesting to see if Rotherham are the same team without Paul Warren as well, won't it? So, yeah, yeah. as you say, uh, home tie is good, winnable. Um, Morecambe has now moved to a Tuesday night, which probably favours us a little bit more as well. So that's kind of convenient for the league, albeit it's more fixtures. Well, it, it also 
gives our players a bit longer to get back fit, doesn't it? Playing them later, later yeah. in the month in January as well, because that's January the 24th, is it? So either we're going to have more players back fit or we're going to have signed some players and have had them bedded in a little bit more by then. So we're in a, that, that does help us out and it means more have got to travel down midweek. It means they probably won't stay overnight the night before the game. They'll be coming, probably traveling down in the day because they're a much smaller budgeted club. So yeah, it does, it does help us really. It does. And we also talked about the under-18s um, were playing Huddersfield and World Cup-esque drama today as well for them, Joe. Yeah, well, they um, well, they only played them um, on Saturday against Bromley and that was in the FA Cup second round and then they were free, they played Huddersfield and all of a sudden it was announced that the game was going to be 12 o'clock today. So only a couple of days notice for everyone and sort of we follow we were only able to follow it on the Huddersfield Town Twitter account or their their academy Twitter account and Huddersfield one nil up. It sounded like Ipswich had a few chances to equalise and it was two nil half time and sort of a mountain to climb from there, but it sort of went two one. Uh, Nico Valentine on the score sheet two two. Um Finn Barbrook heading in from his twin brother Harry's cross. And then it was Ipswich chance, Ipswich chance, Ipswich chance, Huddersfield chance, Ipswich chance, Ipswich chance, and then penalty to Ipswich in the 90th minute. Um, Jared Boabo, keeper saves it, goes into extra time. And I think even after that penalty, Huddersfield had a chance to win the game. And then sort of the crazy, I, can't, I think his name is Osman AK. I, I, I haven't, haven't written it down, but he's, I think he's previously at Chelsea, is currently an, he's sort of a scholar at Norwich, but he must be on trial at Ipswich because he's played played in the FA Youth Cup game against um, Bromley at the weekend and played played again today. And um, he scores the winner, takes his shirt off to celebrate scoring the winning goal, forgetting that he's already been booked, receives a second yellow card, <laughs> which means that we've got 10 minutes left to hold out, which we do. I think they have one chance of free kick, which goes just wide of the post. And yeah, a fantastic win. And I think everyone remembers the Youth Cup run to the semi-final a couple of years ago and some of the the comebacks in that one, I think Fulham, we were 2-0 down, 2 at home and beat them 3-2. We had to win against Sheffield United. So there's definitely some great spirit in the in the academy at the moment and some great results to go with it. Who's now who's now in charge of the under-18s after Adam Assay's left? Um, they've been trying to appoint a manager, but I think it's a guy called Sam Darlow who'd previously been with the under-16s. I think he's from the Midlands. I think he'd been at Coventry or Birmingham previously, but he's um, he's been coaching the under-18s, but has been job adverts out for the under-18s. So I don't know whether anyone has been appointed yet or whether Sam Barlow is, a, I assume he is applying for the job as part of that process or whether he'll, because he, he assisted, he was the under-16s manager last year and assisted Kieran Dyer with the, or assisted Adam Ate with the under-18s last season and now he's stepped up. But like I say, we're in December now, it's not the start of the season, but it seems that they had to get Dean Wright in, who was the head of the academy and recently we've appointed um, is, um, Marvin Johnson, Marvin. I think, who, yeah. who, um, a former sort of London football, I think he played for Millwall amongst others, but he's at Sutton United, and I sort of spoke to a few Marvin people Williams. about that. Marvin Williams, yeah, and he's, um, he basically set up. He, I think he ran a few little of the sort of academies that you see about that aren't um, affiliated to any clubs; they're just academies. And then from there, he did such great work that Sutton United brought him in, and he totally established the, established the academy at Sutton. Was the head of the academy, head of everything there, and now he's come come here to be the assistant to Dean Wright. So yeah, we, we're getting people in in the game, but maybe I say the coaches are going to follow from there. So it's we, as Mark Ashman would put it, we're trying to build the plane while it's in the air. I think. Yes, but success on the pitch continues nevertheless, and presumably Premier League teams are now part of the draw, is it? 
is there a good chance we might? Well, they were they were they were last round. Oh, we just well. did, we so didn't draw. This okay. was the third round, and it's the same. It's the same as the FA Cup. So the Championship and the Premier League teams come in in the third round. So Huddersfield came in at that point. Hopefully, a, a home tie, and we can actually watch it. Unlike that Liverpool game from a couple of years ago that you talked about. Um, yes. David, uh, is, uh, I won't buy you a drink now, Joe, after that comment about Thierry Henry. But, and as always, David's been very generous, super generous and done a super chat. But what I'll do, mate, I'll make sure is, David, that's ring fenced and that won't, that money won't go anywhere near Joe Fairs, just so you're clear. So. I would like to just say, David, that I, I do support the home nations at tournaments. Do, and I, I do have a Ireland shirt from USA 94 that my dad bought me back from there when England didn't qualify. And I did follow Big Jack's army. There you go. He's trying to get back in your good graces, David. Don't fall for it. Don't fall for it. No, but and I'm wearing thank green, you as always for your support. And he's wearing green as well. He's wearing green. <laughs> um, quality stuff, yeah. Um, uh, finishing off the the trilogy of um, ITFC FA Cup news, worth mentioning that ITFC women, obviously victors before the men um, played Buxton. Um, they saw off London Seaward and now they face again another team from the, the tier below against Portishead Town ladies. I don't know too much about them, but we'll do some research ahead of that one. Their time I've heard played they're, on... they're no dummies, are they? Yeah, I was trying to... I, I, yeah, I did look up a few puns, but I'm not a big... I was never a big fan of Portishead, but Glory Box is anything I'd know, but I, it feels a bit it's, weird to try and get that in there. It's Bristol, isn't it, Portishead? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, but that will be at home, and that will be our last game of the... last home game of the calendar year, because... Games are being moved around and so on. So do get down to the AGL Arena on the 11th. Um, it's a Sunday. And that will be a 1pm kickoff. Um, the game against London Bees is scheduled for this weekend has been moved because London Bees had their game postponed or abandoned. Um, so they need to play the FA Cup game. So yeah, um, do get down there. Definitely a winnable tie for ITFC women. They'll be hoping to continue their cup heroics and draw some big teams as well. So um, yeah, do get involved in that. Um, finally, um, Eric, um, in the chat says, have you seen the 72 um, interview with Kieran McKenna? Yeah, we were fortunate enough to get a, um, an ex- oh, I got an ex- a, a early preview of that so I could talk about it on the pod. Um, we've put a clip up that they've shared with us as well to use. You can see that on our Twitter and our Facebook. Wide ranging interview, as you expect, because it's Sky and Skybet. There's quite a lot of stuff about Man United and, and Spurs, but really interesting insights from McKenna's pathway to coaching, um, his um, perspective on coaching and how um, his experience in Man United coaching world-class players translates to dealing with um, players further down the pyramid. A lot of chat about Ipswich and the and the, the challenge that he's got and how that excites him. And yeah, lots of really great stuff there. So do head to our Twitter page. We linked the full interview. Um, but as Eric is no doubt alluding to, um, that's a really interesting piece there. 45 minutes or so. So plenty of stuff there. David Prutton in the host's chair. So we recommend that one. Anything else to add on that, Joe? Think we can get on to no, I've, I've only seen the clip. I haven't had a chance to um, watch it yet, so I'm looking forward to finding some time to do that. Yeah, as always, McKenna speaks so well, but really good to hear kind of straight from him his approach to coaching and and his philosophy as well. So lots of stuff in there that we might not have heard before, but you know this is this is for a wider audience as well. So some stuff that we will have to heard too. So, um, but definitely recommend that. Um, and David, oh, sorry, Joe, it's too late. Um, <laughs> not forgiven not forgiven there's still time we could do some Fleetwood stuff we can get it back um, let's talk about Fleetwood then um, that's what we're here for um, your impressions of Fleetwood Joe I guess the, the big news really that we need to be focusing on is who's in the dugout don't we but 
a team that had made some really strong signings during the summer as well. Um, so yeah, yeah, but they were really poor last season, weren't they? I think they picked up only forty points, which in most normal seasons would see you get relegated. So they needed a big improvement just to become a side that sort of just competes in the league. To sort of needed a fifteen point improvement just to be a bottom half team almost from where they were last year. But they're a side that I haven't watched much of them this year. I've seen Mendes Gomez pop up with a number of goals here and there, but they whenever I see them on the Quest highlights, or sorry, the ITV4 highlights as they are now, they always seem to pick up a good result. They generally pick up a point, don't they, against somebody. And so when you have a look at the stats, it's sort of 19 games, 10 draws, and some of their draws against good sides. And I said, they're they're not a side that's going to lie down. They're not, their defence, I think they've conceded the same amount of goals as we have. They haven't scored many, but when you look at the sort of underlying numbers, I think that's sort of Telling, not, maybe not telling the true story of how they've been, especially in the last four or five games where they've been quite high XG on both sides of the coin, both offensively and defensively. And we have as well, unfortunately, on the defensive side because we've conceded more than, we'd, more than we'd like to. But I think tomorrow's going to be a game which has got goals in it. Yeah, we'll talk about the XG in a second and the XJ, XG against because we'll, we'll try and focus the stats on their away form. But um, worth giving you the basics as we always do. They're 17th in the league at the moment, 22 points. Um, that's four wins, 10 draws and, and five defeats, plus one goal difference. Um, and in the seven, in the sixth game form table, they're 17th as well. So they're kind of, they're doing what you'd expect for the level, level of form there. And, you know, from, from the away in the away league table, they're twelfth, so moderately better than at home. Perhaps a notable one nil a win away win at Peterborough uh, is probably the standout. But yeah, ninth in the in the away XG league, if that's something that anyone takes any interest in, and tenth on XG against, which is pretty good as well. So yeah, it's an interesting team that, and and as you mentioned, stayed up last season by virtue of goal difference over Gillingham, fourteen goals better off to Gillingham. Um, it's weird how you know. Those margins, at least it's not their their record against each other like it seemingly is with the World Cup at the moment. And um, what do you remember of the games last season, Joe? Probably the one at home was most memorable, wasn't it? Yeah, well, Burst and Selena scoring the last minute goal, which saw Brett Johnson jump out of his seat, was Ooh. the the main um, takeaway from last year's game. And but I thought because um, the guy that scored for them, Callum Morton, was on loan from West Brom at the time. And there was a little... I'm, I'm sure I heard someone that it was a player we were looking at at some point in the summer. Obviously, we weren't because he ended up at Fleetwood. But I thought that's a really astute sign in there because I thought he was a, a really good player. Him and sort of Jed Garner up front had caused us quite a few problems that day. So, no, it was... It was um, I say good, I thought they were a decent side whenever I watched them. But throughout the rest of the season, they, they obviously didn't pick up many points elsewhere. And did you make the trip to... The away match last season, another another win in that one, but I can't really recall. I, I it didn't. Now. I didn't make it that far. No, what, March two 0 was it? Yeah, two 0 Morsey and Morsey and Jackson late late show with them. Um, yeah, it's on a pig of a pitch, wasn't it? I think. Yeah, Piggott hit the post. I think that's what that's what Seb's written down. Seb has done a little bit of research for us, but a lot of this is our work, isn't it? We'll claim credit for it. And, and in terms of their last last results, one 0 in the cup against Ebb's Fleet, not particularly much much to write home about there. Um, and last time out in the league, that late defeat to Bolton, which seemed seemed pretty fair in terms of the balance of playing the stats, but it took Bolton to the end. But yeah, Mendes Gomez is the man at the moment, Joe, isn't he? he scored the goal for them. Is, is that a player you're worried about? 
Um, well, it's, it's whether he's going to play, isn't it? I, I think he picked up a knock and he missed the game against Ebbsfleet last week. And McKenna commented in his press conference that he's not sure whether he will he will make it, whether he, whether he will start. I'm sure if they can start, they will. But on on the flip side, if you've got a long trip down to Ipswich, is it? I don't, I don't know what I don't, I don't know exactly what his injury is, but is it one that you think? Well, actually, this is a game where if we get anything from, it's a extra bonus point if you've got a right so you don't mid, gamble midweek game though. coming up is it is it a play just leave at home to make sure he's fully fit for a, a more winnable game I, I, yeah. say, I, I don't know I haven't I don't know what their upcoming fixtures are but it might it might be that he's somebody that isn't risked in what is a game that he's probably not going to see much of the ball in but no, he's a very good place he was at Morecambe previously wasn't he did well for them signed for Luton up in the championship never really never really made an impact there and sort of come back come back out on loan and let's talk about the boss, whose reputation precedes him. Scott Brown, his first r- proper job in management. He was a player coach at Aberdeen for a while. You kind of know what you're going to get with Scott Brown. I, I, we'll talk more about the stats um, in terms of his team's combativeness. But yeah, a, a fearsome character in his playing days, wasn't he? Well, he's a, he's a winner, isn't he? He's a, he's a player that won. I know you're sort of in Scotland, it is a two horse race. And for a lot of his time up there, it's a one horse race because of Rangers' financial issues. But he was still, he was their captain, wasn't he? That won nine, ten, ten titles, yeah. nine, nine in a row. Nine he was row. Captain, for, captain, for all of, captain for all of those. I think there was a period four under Brendan Rodgers where they won, yeah, where they won every trophy for four seasons. I think until Neil Lennon came in there and he, he's a captain through that. He's just, a, he's just a player that has that will to win. And that's what you need. He's, He's a vocal. He was a vocal player, a tough player, a, a, and a good and a good footballer as well. In there, it's not. It's not. It wasn't just his physicality there. So you know his sides are not going to be shrinking violets, and you you know that he's he's not going to allow them to play that way if if he needs it. And he, I watched some of his press conference today, and he was saying how it's a very different challenge for them because at home he's he he was always a player that sort of spoke to all his players the whole time when he was on the pitch and he, and he can do that in a, a lot of grounds in league one, but he's not going to be able to do that on Friday night when there's 25,000 at Portman road. He, right. he said that's sort of a new challenge there when he's at, when they're at home, there's two or 3000, his voice can carry around the whole ground and <laughs> he can sort of instruct his players on the pitch, but no, it's, it's going to be a different challenge for them here because that, that just isn't going to be the case. So he's going to need some of his leaders on the pitch to step up. Yeah. And we'll talk about his midfield because, you know, there's is very much in his image, the personnel there and the type of play that they go for. But uh, worth mentioning his stats. I mean, over 400 league appearances for Celtic. We mentioned those titles, 10 league titles, six Scottish Cup, um, Cups, six Scottish League Cups, captain for the nine successive title victories, four consecutive years of trebles, 55 caps for Scotland. Um, so, yeah, pedigree there. And, and probably... You know, I don't think it's a controversial statement to suggest that he's quite fond of the dark arts as a player as well. Like quite a lot of psychological warfare going on there as well, um, particularly in the in the derbies as well. So uh, yeah, fearsome character. Worth mentioning as well that his assistant is um, ex Rangers and Norwich defender Stephen Whitaker. You might remember him um, from one of their one of their unsuccessful spells in the Premier League. Norwich, um, they came through together at Hibs. So he's the assistant, and Stephen Craney's. Um, involved in the staff as well. They've got um, a goalkeeper coach, or, no, a first team coach from Scotland as well. So a little bit of Caledonian mafia at Fleetwood at the moment, but they'll be hoping for success with that. Um, uh, worth mentioning here, we've got Michael, our mate from Australia. Good morning from last 16 Australia. Yeah, um, not Germany, Australia through though. So um, yeah, good on the Aussies. Um, 
yeah, a lot of love for Australia in the chat as well. Um, Will Fleetwood park the bus? Lower teams seem to use that tactic at Portman Road. What, what say you, Joe, on that one? We, in terms of his style of play, it's 50% possession on average, So, um, but they will I go direct. I don't, think, I don't think they're going to park the bus, but I, I, they're not, not going to be coming here to express themselves fully. They're going to be here to try and be solid first and foremost. But they, they haven't... Yeah. Un, even though when you look at... Let's like, say you look at the stats and goals scored, goals conceded low, they aren't a side that just sits there, tries to play for nil-nils like maybe uh, Cheltenham or in Oxford do. They are they are a side that sort of tries to tries to play a game, but within a sort of disciplined, structured structured style. So we'll, we'll see how they... We'll see how they do down here, but they, they, I'm, like I say, I'm not expecting them to come and. Yeah, maybe the dark arts will be in effect, but I'm not expecting them to come here and sit and park eleven men behind the ball and not try and turn it into a game of football. No, there's a lot of yeah attacking threat there. Um, let's let's talk through the kind of the formation and the personnel. Um, Seb's research suggests four two three one has been used most, but um, three five two away from home is possibly the way they go there. But I think it's more about the personnel, isn't it? And um, we mentioned Gomez, we mentioned Morton, who I like from West Brom, an undisclosed signing there, probably could have, maybe could have got a higher club, perhaps, in, in at least in League One standards. Um, Sean Rooney's probably a name that's not familiar to too many, signed from St. Johnston, but he's got three goals and three assists in 17 appearances. 46% of their attacks come down the right-hand side, according to Seb, so he's a man to look out for. Um, Danny Andrews, is that a name that you recall? Joe's been around a bit. I, I remember last year when we played them, he was the big figs. I think he'd scored two or three direct free kicks in the yeah. early part of last season. I think Fleetwood did get a free kick in a dangerous position. It's like, oh, bloody hell, Danny Andrews standing over and he's managed to find the top corner a few times this season, but didn't, fortunately, against us last year. And I don't think he scored many since then either. But no, he's he's a he's got a great set-piece delivery on him and a great shot from free kick. So he's he's one you want to avoid given sort of opportunities to to try and get yeah, a ball in the box. The which we, we've, we're guilty of that as well, aren't we, sometimes if we're, we get frustrated. But yeah, two assists, one goal for him so far. And then there's this central midfield, Joe. Um, I'll chuck some names at you and you let me know what you think about these guys. Josh Vella. Um, who I, I, I really liked at one point at Bolton. He could play in right wing, right back, midfield. Yeah, he's got. I think he's got a nice left foot on him, hasn't he? And he's a he's a good footballer. He's a little bit dirty, but he's a, he's a good pass to the ball and probably the one yeah, you don't well, want to give the ball to. This is the thing, and and um, Daniel Batty as well, Lewis Warrington. Um, Daniel Batty especially is another one that yeah. likes to kick anything that moves. Yeah, and and I think this is. Um, he's previously been at Hull, hasn't he? Yeah, uh, yeah, that rings a bell. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, Vela three point one tackles per game on average. Um, uh, as um, Seb's provide a, comp- uh, a a comparison, Morsey averages two point one tackles per game. Um, they are second in the away standings where it, for it comes to tackles per game. Um, not so many for interceptions as it goes, but we will come on to some stats on fouls because, yeah, this is a very combated midfield, Joe, isn't it? This will be. Uh, and this will definitely be a test for Cameron Humphreys, perhaps, won't it? Morsey more used to this style, but yeah. yeah, they'll want to go for Cameron Humphreys, won't they? I see. You, you're not you're not going to stay in a Scott Brown team in midfield if you can't look after yourself, are you? And yeah, Cameron Humphreys, he's going to be targeted, isn't he? As soon as he gets a ball, they're going to be around him, and you're going to be trying to knock him off his spot. He, like I say, Port Vale tried to do that on his league debut, and he stood mm-hmm. up well to the task after a tough first 15, 20 minutes, and I'm sure. I'm sure Sam Morsey will do what he can to protect him, but ultimately it's going to be it's going to be tough for him in there in the, in the first bit. But 
I say we'll we'll see how he copes with it, how he deals with it. And he stood up to every other task he's had so far, hasn't he? So every other task, every other challenge, he's sort of stood right up to it and taken him taken him in with ease. And I'm sure I've got confidence he'll do the same. Yeah, you're right. The Port Vale game was a, a case in point. They they fouled him as well. You need you need a referee who's going to be on it and. You know, um, it was interesting you'd that Kieran McKenna... our home crowd would be able to sort of make a point if he has fouled a couple of times of being loud and getting in the refs yeah. here about that as well. Yeah, good point. Even Kieran McKenna chucked in the ref, the standard of refereeing and passing in this interview that um, he's done with, um, yeah, League of 72. You know, the things that you have to acclimatise when you come down to this level, the standard of refereeing is one that he wasn't necessarily anticipating. So, interesting. Um some names that are familiar to, to town fans as well, um, who are regular starters. Josh Earl, former Loney, um, 17 starts, one goal from kind of left back, left centre back. But Toto, Joe, just never really worked out, did it, at ITFC? We did talk about him quite a lot on the podcast, but typically for the wrong reason. So probably good for him. He's got a fresh start and in 13, 13 starts, averages one and a half tackles per game, 1.2 inceptions, one penalty, only one penalty conceded so far this season mm. but your reflections on Toto much maligned but he was, he was just never good enough for it was just town was he bearing in mind yeah. he was signed for us in the championship he was he was signed for us to be a championship defender and he was just never ever good enough on the ball and with the sort of style we wanted to play you needed to be able to pass the football and he, he just could not do that yeah if you want someone just to head it and kick it he's a he's a good defender but he just wasn't a player that I enjoyed watching Lipschitz Town shirt ever really yeah, that QPR game just gives me nightmares from the eighteen nineteen season. That was a that was a real shocker. So um, yeah, I mean, one of these ones where we we wish him well, kind of thing. But it just yeah, it just wasn't really a fit. And as you say, there were there were too many too many bad moments for us to, to for us to forget. It's it this, this this time last year we had a manager in charge who was playing tight twenty other ahead of Luke Wolfenden, and now look at look at him now. It's yeah. crazy, isn't it? <laughs> it's a year's a long time, isn't it? Talking about the stats, let's finish off Fleetwood by by just talking through some of these stats, these outliers, and um, maybe give you an insight into the type of team they are. Forty-eight yellows and one red card is the second worst dis- disciplinary record in the league. They're marginally better behaved away from home. Only the seventh worst disciplinary record away from home. Um, Seb has found five fouls for unprofessional behaviour. Away from what does home, that mean? Is, is that is joint, he's, he's not defined it. Anyone in the anyone in the chat want to help us understand what unprofessional? It might be shit housing. Um, it's time wasting. Half nine, isn't it? So I can maybe say that. So, um, so if anyone can define what unprofessional behaviour is for us, then let us know. Twelve point one fouls per game away from home is the joint sixth worst. Um, but they do win fouls as well. You know, they've got dribblers in the team, um, so they do draw fouls as well. Fifth. Um, for winning away fouls. So, yeah, not too bad on that front. Um, Seb's found this one. Average 87 long balls away from home per game, which is the second in the league, which doesn't necessarily surprise us. Um, but as I said, fifth av- fifth or average dribbles per game. So it's a weird this weird dimension. I think they'll break quickly, look to attack with pace down the, down the flanks, but they will get stuck in and it will, yeah, it will be a bit of a slog, won't it? I think it's just trying to land on the ball in the right areas and when they do, trying to do something with it quickly, isn't it? Yeah, exactly right. Uh, let's have a look through these questions. Um, keep your thoughts coming. We'll go to predictions shortly as well as um, I'll get Joe's opinion on um, who's going to start and um, who's going to be on the bench because, as we know, 
down to the bare bones to bury a, a Harry Redknappism. So get your thoughts in, of, of who you'd like to see involved, both starting and on the bench. And if you want to give us a prediction, then feel free as well. Uh, yeah, Michael here um, with all the draws. Looks like they stay tight and hope for a breakaway goal. I think that sounds about right, but we expect them to be a little bit more expansive or a little bit more forward thinking than perhaps Cheltenham and, and Lincoln were. Um, as Alex says, all the weaker sides will pull the, pull out the bus getting a point at Foreman. FPR is a great result for most League One teams. Exactly right. The onus is on us, isn't it, to break them down. In terms of a long throw, man, Michael, I uh, didn't come up in our research. Um, so if I find out anything before it's seven forty-five tomorrow, I'll make sure I email um, the club and make sure Kieran McKenna is aware of that. Um, he mentions Toto v Freddie or Gas will be a good watch. What kind of yeah? What kind of player would you if Toto starts? Because it's only thirteen starts, not every game that he's played in, but. What kind of player would you put him up against if well, you had a choice? Well, you're going to have Kyle Edwards and Connor Chaplin behind the front man. And I think you want to get those two playing in and around his feet. Yeah, that's what Jim's saying. Yeah, get Edwards running at him. Jackson, maybe. Toto was quite physical. He wasn't a slouch, but he wasn't quick either. So that'd be an interesting one. Um, evening to Chrissy. Um, dart season coming up. Um, so he'll be excited for that, I'm sure got predictions coming out which is great um yeah well let's um let's take a bit of a break um and then we'll come back and talk about uh, talk about us innovation labs is business hub and co-working space with strategic locations across suffolk our aim is to foster innovation entrepreneurship business growth and the development of an ai center of excellence in suffolk monthly hot desks are available from just 79 pounds for more info, head to innovationlabsgroup.com or contact info at innovationlabsgroup.com. Innovation Labs, providing support for businesses across Suffolk. Locations in Stowmarket, Ipswich, Sudbury, Woodbridge, with more to follow. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash blue monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with Mook Delivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
it's the only way to hear Mikey Penty Smith's voice these days is to hear our Innovation Labs. We, we um, thank the support of um, Pete, Peter and um, Innovation Labs. But yeah, Mikey doing sterling work, working long hours, it seems like, in, in Qatar as well. So we'll be excited to have him back um, with us. As we mentioned, Joe, down to the bare bones. We know um, certainly Don Board, Horace John Jules, and at least for the next month or so, Marcus Arnest out of the equation. Sounds like positive news in respect of Luco and Evans um, on the grass is Seb's favourite saying and seemingly everyone's favourite saying, but they won't be featuring tomorrow. The quick question mark really is Danassian and Ladapo who missed out on Sunday. Yeah, well, I think the game, sorry, the team picks itself really, doesn't it? This is probably one of the first times we've, we've not that I've been on many pre-match shows, but being able to get a pre-match show and pick the team and know you're probably going to get 10 out of 11 at least correct, isn't it? Where normally it could, it could be anything, but it's going to be Christian Walton in goal, isn't it? We know that. Yep. R- right back. I, I can't imagine that Donashian doesn't play. I think he just had a tweak. He, he seemed fine, didn't he, after that? And there doesn't seem to be much... Um, sort of much talk about him as, as though it's a bad injury. It's just a... Precaution. Imagine if they're really getting yeah. played, so it's going to be Donatian at right back, Luke Wolfenden right side of centre back, Cameron Burgess left side of centre back, Leif Davis left back, Sam Morsey and Cam Humphreys in the middle, Connor Chaplin in the 10 role, Wes Burns on the right wing, Freddie Ladapo up front, and then I guess the only question mark probably is whether it's Caden Jackson or Kyle Edwards on that on that sort of left hand side. And I think it would be Kyle Edwards. I think it's more a game for Edwards. I don't I don't think there's going to be the space to exploit for Caden Jackson. I think maybe against Peterborough next week there might be more of that. So maybe he gets a nod that week, but I think it's going to be Kyle Edwards and He's earned it, so hasn't I, he? I, yeah, I think he has earned it. I think even before Marcus Harness was injured, he was really knocking on the door there. But obviously Harness had that excellent game against Exeter, but now we've lost him for a few weeks. So Edwards is the ready-made replacement, but we'll see. I don't, I don't really see any issue with Freddie Ladapo or Janoy Donashian not playing. I think they've just been precaution, haven't they? Yeah. And the issue then is is what goes, what uh, who who plays on the bench, isn't it? We know we we a lot of... Unfamiliar names for, for quite a lot of people, maybe not for you. Um, but how many of those do you expect? I guess they have to contribute, don't they, from the bench? Um, well, yeah. well, McKenna has generally just tried to put the most senior players on there, hasn't he? So whether sort of whether they match or whether they match or not, sometimes. So you end up you're going to have Vaslav Hladky on the bench. You're probably going to have Richard Keogh and George Edmondson on the bench. Where in reality there's probably not really much need to have Richard Keogh on the bench, but you're probably not going to leave him out at the expense Senior, of isn't it? Yeah. a child, isn't it? Yeah. And then it's going to be, obviously, Caden Jackson. We've spoken about Gasana had me. Um, where are we? I can't, I can't even think who else there is. Um, Caden Vincent Young will be there. Yeah. Yeah, so it's going to be Edmondson, Keogh, Vincent Young, Ahadmi, Jackson, and Hladke. And then there's one more space there, and it's like... I, it's hard to tell. It was a little bit cryptic what he said about Greg Lee and Panucci Kamara today, mm. whether one of those is actually fit enough for the bench. He didn't, didn't really, want to reveal, did he? Didn't no. really give that away. So maybe maybe one of those is, if not, you're looking at the free um, youngsters who have played serious minutes and it's Chirera, Zander Zizaba and Albi Armin, those three. Albi Armin does give you a few options because he can cover left-back, centre-back and sort of a holding midfield role. But then you've got Vincent Young, who you would cover left back, we've already really spoke about Edmondson and Kia, who would cover centre back ahead of him. So there's not really any need for him. So it's sort of probably going to be Zander Zizba or Tawanda Chirera. And they're both 
very versatile players. Chirera can play in the midfield too, or as the 10. Zizaba can play probably in all the roles on the pitch, but then you've got Jackson covering it. So I think Chirera would be the one that would get the nod, but then he's also had the contract issues. So is there a carrot you can dangle in front of him, or is it a case of actually we've tried to do that in the FA Cup and he still doesn't want to listen? So you're going to be put to the back of the queue. There's a lot, there's a lot of moving parts to it, isn't there? Mm. And, and it's funny because there's all these moving parts for whoever's going to be the 18th man in the squad that, unless we're three 0 up, isn't going to play a second anyway. True, true, true. true <laughs> yeah. Don't need the so drama. It's one of those now. And, and Michael just preempted me as well. Don't forget that Wolfie can cover in midfield now as well, if we needed. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. I know you weren't a big fan of that one, but yeah, it's always there. Um, a lot of um, yeah, Christy. Um, ironically. Injuries may be forcing the hands to play our strongest team on paper at the moment. Yeah, exactly right. No real options there. Uh, it, yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see those peripheral injuries, particularly to Kamara and Lee. I think maybe McKenna keeping his hands close to his chest. They're certainly not keen to reveal anything. Um, and we won't be helping out Fleetwood by divulging anything more. Um, Eric's going to play Edwards. I think I think we're all on board with that one, Eric, definitely. Um, Romeo Fanachuera, I think a lot of us are. So um, it's going to be an interesting one. Before we do some predictions, and we do want to get your predictions in, so get those in the chat. We will come back to those. Um, we'll do some bits of pieces of, of information. Obviously, we're brought to you in partnership with the Greyhound. Um, if, like me and a few others, you want a, um, somewhere good to go before the game tomorrow, then you can do worse than head to the Greyhound. Um, lovely food, lovely beer, lovely atmosphere. So um, do head down there. Um, on a match day or anyone else if you want to continue the chat about world cup or or ipswich town i probably need to probably need to activate the match day chat don't i um telegram free for a couple of weeks and then a subscription thereafter we've got we're nearly pushing on a hundred people on our telegram group which is brilliant we're loving that um joe's always involved in the various speculations and transfer chat and injury chat and academy chat um, so you get to tap into Joe Fair's wisdom almost 24-7, don't we, Joe? So You're supposed to be uh, trying to sell it to people, Rich. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> well, and, and other people are on there too. Um, <laughs> so do involve, do get involved in the, in the Telegram route. We're really loving that. Merch um, until the week um, r- runs till, I think, Sunday, Monday maybe. We've got 15% off and the shipping is free. We know that this, the shipping is the big chunky cost that shocks you all a little bit when you get to check out um, so that is now waived with, before Christmas. So do get involved in the merch store. And finally, the flagship will be back, but we are conscious there's more World Cup drama on Sunday evening. Um, and given England are on ITV, um, it could be bad drama as well. But we will be making way for England. We won't be reacting to um, to Fleetwood straight after the England game at nine o'clock like we have tonight with the pre-match. So we'll pre-record that and put it out sometime on Sunday morning or Sunday lunchtime so you can um, remember, recall all of the stuff that we've watched on Friday night. Um, and thank you to everyone who's given us a thumbs up. I see um, we've got a, a Facebook love from Joan, so thank you for that. Um, Biles, Jason and Matt, thank you for the thumbs up on YouTube. Um, on Facebook, if you are watching on YouTube, do give us a thumbs up as well. Helps nudge us up the algorithm. And if you are listening on the podcast, do give us a review. We do like reading the reviews, especially the ones that quote The Office and Alan Partridge at us. I think that's all business um, I can think of right now. Let's do some predictions. And unfortunately for Seb, um, he's not here to revel in the fact that he outscored me for the second week running. The issue for him is that um, he didn't outscore 
um, our good friend Mark Beck, who is contributing on behalf of the Telegram group. I had a bit of a shocker, probably for the first time. Um, I, I wasn't confident about Exeter and I was proven wrong, but none of us had a particularly vintage week and um, and therefore probably one for us all to forget and move on from. So let's just, let's do exactly that. Joe, can you remember your predictions? I've got them on the screen for you if you want to have a look. Not let's, really, no. Let's, they, let's were, they were done very hastily. I yeah, well, I, I I could show everyone the image, this the scrolling, the, the Roman numerals that I got for <laughs> Joe's scores that I had to convert into numbers. But um, let's focus on a few of these games. Probably the the standout game, apart from ours, which we'll come back to. Um, Peter Brabansley, um, Derby Sheffield Wednesday. Do you want any games there that you want to pick out and give your assessment of? I just think Derby Sheffield Wednesday is a massive game, and it's a tough place for Sheffield Wednesday to go over to Derby, isn't it? And you'd, mm. you'd hope that. Um, Paul Warren having sort of his first probably extended break with the players has been able to maybe get them more drilled how he wants to do because it's he's sort of come in, hit the ground running and hasn't really had that break as yet. So hopefully they can take something off Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I've I've gone for a... Yeah, you've not predicted that though. You went for a nil-nil. Yeah, they're taking something off Hope. them. A point. A point. Okay. I've, I, th- I think Derby might win it. I think all of us... It feels like Plymouth have... I've had a bit of a blip and we'll go into your prediction on Plymouth in a second as well. Cause that's, that's maybe a little bit out there. Um, my out there prediction is I, I think Derby might get something at home in that one big game. I feel like Sheffield Wednesday are due a little bit of a stumble. So maybe it's going to happen at Derby, but yeah, you've um, let's talk about um, Plymouth Port Vale. You've gone for a, a one all draw there. It's probably as out there as you can get with Plymouth. I, but, I just yeah. think that Plymouth aren't as good as, their record is like when you, when you look at every game I look at, they sort of, I know the sort of stats, their XGs that all seems to show that they're sort of getting lucky. And when you, when you look at the, their strikers, all their strikers are du- scoring double the amount of goals they should do. Their keepers letting in half the amount of goals he should do. And at some, you, you can't just keep doing that every week. At some point you, your striker's going to have an off day or just a normal day. And at some point, your keeper's not going to save everything that comes comes to him. And yeah, he's an excellent keeper. But let's say when you look at Niall Ennis, Ryan Hardy, and they're, they're not championship strikers playing at this level. Mike Cooper is a championship goalie playing in League One. But the strikers that are scoring all these goals are not, they're not brilliant strikers. They're not players that championship teams are thinking, oh, we, we need to go and sign them in January because they're just, average players in a lot in a lot of respects so i think at some point it's going to catch up with them so no time like the present for me there you go um evening to um any plymouth fans listening there so yeah joe's going for a one or draw there i've gone i've yeah i can't i think plymouth is strong at home there um but yeah i think yeah peter brabanzi is an interesting one i think there'll be goals in that one but let's focus on us um you're going big three nil yeah we we win on friday night and then have a nice weekend looking at the other schools. Another another weekend like Exeter where we do our business early and and everyone else kind of gives us a bit of drama and a bit of hope. Is that what you're going for? I think Derby when we beat them on the Friday it was like that as well, wasn't it? It was a little the bit. The other teams yeah. drew. Yeah, I'm I, going I, for the narrow one. Now I've looked at it a bit more. I, I'd have put probably Burton to beat MK rather than MK to beat Burton. I've sort of had a proper look at things. So okay. if it's not too, too late, late, I'll flip that one round. No, it's too late. It's too late. Now it's out there. It's out there. Uh, but yeah, we've yeah we're a collective um, home win there. Not too surprising, but narrow victories predicted by me and Mark. So we shall see how we get on next week um, and whether you've given Seb a nice boost. With his prediction score, Joe. Let's um let's go back to the chat and see what folk have got to say um, about that. Um, 
So lots of chat about um, Aluko. I think that's too far too soon. Um, he's only just started um, training, isn't he? So um, it will be a boost, but he's not going to be back for tomorrow, is he? Yeah, no. But once they join him with training, that's sort of you're basically back to match fitness when you join him with training. I don't know. There, doesn't, there hasn't been on the 21s game for ages, so I don't know if they're playing behind closed doors games at the moment to try and get them back to fitness. But yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if he's back sooner than people realise. Not tomorrow, but the next maybe against Peterborough next week we might see him on the bench or the week after that at Wickham is it never know yeah um, yeah Matt's a fan of Wolfie shifting forward and allowing Morsey and Humphreys to come off yeah well we never know it's probably you can do that against Buxton but maybe not against Fleetwood who knows um, he's also done a nice little mention there for Telegram if, Telegram is tops nice alliteration if you're not there why not? Um, and David agrees with that. Thank you guys for advertising for us. Uh, Romeo says, we've missed a Luke Hotel us see out those games. Yeah, it's just keeping a foot on the ball, isn't it? And being a bit cute with possession rather than running and trying to get through and scoring a fourth or a fifth goal, which, um, yeah, hurts a chart. Let's do some um, let's do some predictions from the chat. Um, Chris is joining you with a 3-0. Joe, we've got another 3-0 from... Um, I went with Kiel um, last time. I think I'll, I'll stick with that. Uh, let us know if we're mispronouncing your name. Um, we want to make sure we get that one right. Um, Alex, I knew Mark would be awesome at predictions. He's only one by one point there, Alex. It's not not been epic, I would say. Um, maybe a slow burner. Let's see. Uh, Eric's going for a 2-0. Romeo going for a similar score to me. What hard thought. Hard thought. Hard thought, 1-0. Let's think about it. Yeah. Chaplin to score. Um, did Seb win or did I? Yeah, I lost, Matt. I, that was me. If I'd predicted it was to win, I would have, yeah. It would have, yeah, anyway. Um, Alex going for a tight game. Midfield battles are plenty. 1-0. Jim, goal in the first 20. And we'll get a hat fill. There you go. But my prediction, 1-0. <laughs> so, <he's not, laughs> so you're predicted that we won't get that early goal. But you've given us the, um, the other scenario there, just in case. Uh, Chris going for a 3-1 predicting a goal that we'll concede, maybe a free kick, perhaps. Um, Matt going for a 3-0, 2-1. And there you go. Um, One day, Mumbra's going to find Rose Zed. Yeah, they can't can't keep going in, can they, Chris? We will come back uh, next week and we'll see how we all got on for that. Um, um, Back after this. So thank you to Joe for... Um, his insights. Um, I hope you enjoyed the pre-match show experience. I know it's not one that you generally frequent too many times, but always welcome, Joe. You know, if you enjoy it. Yeah, no, like. good, isn't it? I've, I think I've only done it once before, so there you I'm go. sort of stepping in and trying to fight for a more regular place. Exactly right. Yeah, you're like, yeah, we we, we try you in the flagship position but you we can move you forward to the pre-match if you like you've got you've shown you've got the teeth for it and if we win on friday we'll have to do it now won't we so um we'll make space for seb um, and we'll have a bit of rotation so thank you joe for that and thank you to seb as well who did help us out with a little bit of research as well so we appreciate that thank you to everyone who's joined in um if you want to shout out or say goodbye now is the time for it and um, we'll say um goodbye to everyone before we um pack up um for well it's yeah, getting on to 10 o'clock isn't it blimey i've got to make a podcast haven't i um as, as we mentioned, shows brought to you in, in partnership with Greyhound and our friends at Innovation Labs as well. Do get involved in the Telegram. Do get involved in the merch store, 15% off, free shipping. Do listen to the flagship show. Do you leave us a review. Do you leave us a thumbs up. Thank you to um, who else has provided us a thumbs up. Matt Taylor, thank you for the thumbs up on Facebook. And um, 
thank you everyone for joining in, in the chat as well appreciate your insights appreciate your questions appreciate your predictions and um i think that's everything i think that's yeah pretty much everything that's um joe uh, any final thoughts and bits and pieces for you before we quickly scroll through the comments no, no, it's just, um, I think Chris has made the point there, hopefully tomorrow night isn't as good as tonight at the World Cup for, for the um, drama What's factor. I'll, we got tomorrow? I'll be able to watch tomorrow. I've got my wall chart here. Let me just check. It is the seven o'clock games tomorrow is Cameroon, Brazil and Serbia, Switzerland. Oh, okay. I don't feel like I'm missing out, if I'm honest. No. But yeah. No, I'll, anyway. I'll be able to watch the first half and Bobby Robson suite. And then of course you will. Of course you will. Of course you will. What's on the menu for tomorrow night? Oh, I, I think it's a rump of lamb, but I'm not 100% oh, sure. Lovely stuff. As always, um, apart from Joe's menu options, everything you need to know from um, here on the Blue Monday, bluemondayitc.co.uk, the link above there, Blue Mon- at Blue Monday ITC on the Twitter, all the cool stuff there. Make sure you watch that Kieran McKenna interview as well. Highly recommend that. Um, let's finish off with some final comments. Um, yeah, Alex did like the look of Plymouth. Yeah, not so... Yeah. Um, David, 2-0 town, going for a Morsey, Ladapo, two-class players for a promotion push. David also going for a 2-0, um, but it'll be a tough game. Um, Flim Flam, Banzai, 3-0. Um, sorry I'm late just as we're finishing off as well. Chris going for a 4. Um, and uh, Chris has appreciated your beardless face, Joe. Is that a deliberate, is that a purposeful choice? Or did you slip with the the, the shaver and have to do the whole thing? Yeah, I've just um, been to the Turkish barbers today and they don't leave you a lot of choice, do they? Do they not? Okay. Wouldn't no, they? No, no. I, I, did, I did ask for this. They gave me lots of choice. So. Oh, um, Chris is enjoying I it. I don't want to besmirch the name. No, Chris is at his suit as well, so he knows all about um, good hair choices. So um, there you go. He's enjoyed that. Thank you, Romeo, for being with us. Michael as well. Eric. Um, yeah, Chris, as we mentioned, hope um, hope the World Cup isn't as good as um, tonight. David, thank you for being with us. And we'll finish with another sponsor mention, uh, David, so say Joe sponsored by Gillette. Everyone, thank you for joining with us. Um, we hope you enjoy the game on Friday night and have a lovely weekend. And we'll be back on Sunday and we'll see you then. It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.